Episode 45, Earthlings. Hundreds of zoogoers were evacuated today after a wily orangutan broke out of her enclosure. The ape with the intelligence of a five-year-old outsmarted staff by short-circuiting perimeter wires. A member of the public saw 27-year-old Carter plot her great escape. Breaking branches of trees and throwing them and going a bit crazy. The 62 kilo ape short-circuited wires by twisting them with a stick, then built a ladder out of branches. She then climbed a tree within the enclosure fence, but just metres from the public. She's an ingenious animal. We've had issues with her before in normal day-to-day -day operations where she tries to outsmart the keepers and she will watch and focus on what we're doing. Keepers say she's not aggressive, but the grounds were evacuated. It was scary because didn't know what animal it was. Um, could have been a lion, could have been a meerkat. After an hour of freedom, Carter returned of her own accord. She was worried. It was almost like she's that intelligent. She'd realised she'd done something wrong and I'm going to get told off, so I'm going to climb back in, into my home really quick. And she's actually sitting in her exhibit looking at us like a bit guilty that she's caused such a ruckus. Vets and zoo staff prepared for the worst with tranquilizer guns on standby. It was a last resort given she was at the top of a tree, but thankfully that plan wasn't necessary. Frustrated zoo-goers waited two hours only to be refunded and turned away. So I decided to bring the little one for her first visit to the zoo. It's memorable. <laughs> Handlers believe her behaviour wasn't related to the recent death of longtime partner Poosung. Her natural habitat will be reviewed. I don't think that we feel the least bit foolish, but we'll certainly be um, sort of going in and pruning a bit. Brett Clappers, 10 News. Hello and welcome to another fine episode of Jay Won't Darts podcast. This episode I'll talk a tiny bit about earthlings. I have two fairly long pieces of audio that will make up the majority of this episode. My intro is an old Australian news story of an animal who tried to escape from a zoo. Earthlings is a very important movie to me. I think it says almost all that needs to be said on the side of veganism. Earthlings shows basically all the ways animals are used in today's society. It has graphic footage from well-known animal welfare groups such as PETA, but is narrated by Joaquin Phoenix, who is vegan. Instrumental music throughout the movie is performed by well-known vegan musician Moby. This is a few minutes of audio from Earthlings. Since we all inhabit the earth, all of us are considered earthlings. There is no sexism, no racism, or speciesism in the term earthling. It encompasses each and every one of us, 
warm or cold-blooded, mammal, vertebrae or invertebrae, bird, reptile, amphibian, fish, and human alike. Humans, therefore, being not the only species on the planet, share this world with millions of other living creatures as we all evolve here together. However, it is the human earthling who tends to dominate the earth, oftentimes treating other fellow earthlings and living beings as mere objects. This is what is meant by speciesism. By analogy with racism and sexism, the term speciesism is a prejudice or attitude of bias in favor of the interest of members of one's own species and against those of members of other species. If a being suffers, there can be no moral justification for refusing to take that suffering into consideration. No matter what the nature of the being, the principle of equality requires that one suffering can be counted equally with the like suffering of any other being. Racists violate the principle of equality by giving greater weight to the interests of members of their own race when there is a clash between their interests and the interests of those of another race. Sexists violate the principle of equality by favoring the interests of their own sex. Similarly, speciesists allow the interests of their own species to override the greater interests of members of other species. In each case, the pattern is identical. Among the members of the human family we recognize the moral imperative of respect. Every human is a somebody, not a something. Morally disrespectful treatment occurs when those who stand at the power end of a power relationship treat the less powerful as if they were mere objects. The rapist does this to the victim of rape. The child molester to the child molested. The master to the slave. In each and all such cases, humans who have power exploit those who lack it. Might the same be true of how humans treat other animals, or other earthlings? Undoubtedly there are differences, since humans and animals are not the same in all respects. But the question of sameness wears another face. Granted, these animals do not have all the desires we humans have. Granted, they do not comprehend everything we humans comprehend. Nevertheless, we and they do have some of the same desires and do comprehend some of the same things. The desires for food and water, shelter and companionship, freedom of movement and avoidance of pain. These desires are shared by non-human animals and human beings. As for comprehension, like humans, 
Many non-human animals understand the world in which they live and move. Otherwise, they could not survive. So beneath the many differences, there is sameness. Like us, these animals embody the mystery and wonder of consciousness. Like us, they are not only in the world, they are aware of it. Like us, they are the psychological centers of a life that is uniquely their own. In these fundamental respects, humans stand on all fours, so to speak, with hogs and cows, chickens and turkeys. What these animals are due from us, how we morally ought to treat them, are questions whose answer begins with the recognition of our psychological kinship with them. So the following film demonstrates in five ways just how animals have come to serve mankind. Lest we forget. I first saw Earthlings because Elizabeth Collins of NZ Vegan Podcast told me to. I was lent the movie by an Invercargill Safe member who hadn't watched Earthlings because they had heard how graphic the movie is. It's true, Earthlings has a lot of violent imagery, but I think it's our duty as human beings to see what we have done, and continue to do, to the world. To talk a little bit about Earthlings, here is Elizabeth in a clip she recorded months ago for me. Hi, this is Elizabeth Collins from New Zealand Vegan Podcast. Jordan is doing an episode on earthlings and he's asked me to say some things. Um, the thing that I would like to really stress about earthlings, especially as I've been getting more and doing more research on activism and you know, really trying to figure out ways to wake people up to veganism, is that we must remember not to stress the treatment aspect of animal use. Uh, the treatment is horrific, there's no doubt about it. All of the treatment is horrific, but you see, when we only stress the treatment, or if you show somebody the film Earthlings and you don't give them the basis of veganism when they watch the film, some people... I was so surprised when it first happened to me. I thought it was infallible that you would watch something like that and you would go vegan. But it's really not, um, because I know people who've watched it who haven't gone even vegetarian, in fact. Um, they've watched the entire film and they have not even gone vegetarian. And part of it may be because they are desensitized to the violence and horror, because, as we know, our the images available to us as a society from a very young age especially nowadays more than ever, of horrific violence and real violence, live actual violence. Um, on YouTube you can see war images that are very real. Um, I'm sure you can see dismemberment and torture and I don't really look, I've, I've seen a few things online and I stopped looking. I can't stand to watch the violence. I can never watch Earthlings again. I can never watch any of these videos again. I can't stand it, but people can watch them and not go vegan. So we need to be careful when we give somebody the film Earthlings. And I'm just realizing this now. I love that they made the film. I think it's a very necessary film. I think these images, and as some people do go vegan when they watch the film immediately. And that was the impression I got when I went on the Earthlings forum after I saw the film and I was so devastated. And I had really nobody in my life to talk to about it who would even remotely understand or care, it seemed. 
Um, and so I went on the forum and that's when I started getting involved in the whole forum thing and I had so much support and the amount of people, new people, I used to go on that forum any chance I could get and um, there would be people almost every day who'd watched the film and gone vegan. So I know that it is effective um, with, with some people but not with everybody so we want to find a way to reach all different types of people so when you give the film to earthings to somebody and they they, they choose to watch it please this is what I've decided to do um, is you know give it to them under the umbrella of the fact that animal use is wrong it's not about the treatment the treatment is horrific but that's not what it's about specifically because then you get all hung up on treatment and you forget the fact that they shouldn't be property in the first place take for example all the uproar that's going on um, with this pig situation in New Zealand none of it is not addressed the actual issue of the fact that they shouldn't be property period it's all about treatment so you get on these tangents and everybody's missing the point the point wasn't even made in the first place in fact it was not even made in the first place the the point that it's wrong to use animals it's wrong to make them our property and this is one of the reasons why it's wrong is because uh, this is a very strong reason why it's wrong is because the treatment is so horrific because when a sen when anything is becomes your property an economic commodity which is what earthling illustrates as well um, the treatment is absolutely horrific but it's not about the treatment because now everybody's all hung up on the treatment of these pigs and arguing about the size of the cages and none of them are even considering the fact that they shouldn't be eating pigs in the first place and that veganism is the way to go if you care about animals it's all about treatment so now we've got dialogue after dialogue after dialogue about how uh, you have to have the pigs in cages because otherwise they crush their babies and well no the cages should be bigger or well, no the cages can stay the same well no not nobody is talking about how they shouldn't be even in their situation period whether they're on a, a big huge open field or where, what I mean the bottom line is they shouldn't be an economic commodity a sentient being should not be a slave especially for its body parts because it is morally unacceptable it is immoral and nobody's talking about that so you get all hung up on treatment and now nothing's going to be done that's going to make any difference to the property paradigm of animals um, and it's just typical so we have to be careful when we give the film Earthlings to people that we stress that it is about the property status, that they pay attention to the beginning of the film where they talk about how we are all Earthlings and none of us should be each other's properties um, or slaves. And you can talk about the treatment and the reality is when you look at the slaughter of the animals on the film and you see what's happening to the animals, it is absolutely horrific. It is a level of violence, pain, pain is not even the right word, agony, torture and suffering that you can't even imagine and these creatures are 100% innocent, absolutely innocent and they are totally helpless in the face of this because we have enslaved them using methods that they cannot fight, they cannot have a voice, they cannot write to the newspaper, they cannot do anything about their situation. We have to do something about it. So when you give the film Earthlings to somebody and you ask them to watch it, try to stress the fact that they should go vegan.
And if anything they see bothers them, they should go vegan. And if some of the footage is old, that means nothing. Things are happening today that are worse than what you see on Earthlings. But it's harder to get footage these days. Um, animal rights activists who try to take footage are being branded as terrorists, legally can be jailed under the Terrorism Act. Um, you can watch the Earthlings trailers to figure out what's going on there. It was passed under the Bush government. And this is simply for taking footage. And anything that cuts into the profit of the animal industry with regard to um, exposure, uh, media exposure of certain practices that actually will affect the um, the industry on a in, in an economic level is considered terrorism legally under this act. So um, I do I cannot fathom I don't I do not I cannot I can't comprehend how somebody can watch the film Earthlings and not go vegan and not stop wearing leather and not stop wearing any animal products not immediately start researching how they shouldn't be using products that are um, from companies that engage in animal testing as much as they possibly can, um, buying products from places like Lush, buying vegan products that are vegan products. Um, you can do the research online. Um, Earthlings doesn't really provide you with any of those resources. It provides you with the, with the truth and the actual images of what's happening like a lot of the videos do. And then it's up to people to make, you know, you have to come to your conclusion, but we have to help people come to the right conclusion when we give them this film. We the ones who are affected by it and who see, you know, anybody who's a vegan um, and 100% vegan, not just in your diet, 100% vegan in, in every single way that you live your life because you um, agree, that means that you agree that it is wrong for animals to be property. I would hope. I would certainly hope so. Um, it's not about um, the treatment. The treatment is so horrific that it's not, it's it's unbelievable and if you don't believe me watch earthlings but when you watch the film realize what the message behind the film is the message behind the film is go vegan and the reason why is because it is immoral unethical and not defensible morally to treat animals as our um, renewable resources and as long as we keep looking at them as our renewable resources as things rather as individuals every single animal is an individual creature with an individual life an individual experience sense of themselves just as we are and I think that the way that we look at animals um, is the way that the Jews the, the way the Jews were looked at by the Nazis I'm sure that after a time the millions and millions of Jews that the Nazis were torturing and, and seeing dying in front of them just became things it became almost one entity of these things like a like a um some ants that are all over your kitchen table you just see them as this one thing it's a pest and it must die that's how most people see them you don't see them as individual individual lives the way that we don't see these um, pigs as individual lives they're individuals just as much as we are any living animal that's a sentient being is an individual just as you are they have thoughts they have uh, experiences of themselves in the world they have a their life is just as important to them as my life is to me so there is no moral distinction between us and that's what we need to stress I wish that the earthlings website would would be all about going vegan I wish that the film would talk about veganism but it doesn't but what the film does is it shows the truth behind what happens to living things that are the renewable resources and that are not protected and that are considered as things and are not considered as individual living beings. That's what it shows. It shows the truth. You have to help people see it for that. And don't forget the level of violence that people are looking at in their everyday life is desensitizing them to almost anything. And you can go on the internet and you can see 
anything and even in the movies these days we even even though it's special effects we're we're becoming desensitized um even more to images of violence even more so um I think that it's easy for it's it is easy for people to disassociate themselves uh from it when they see it on the on a screen. I don't really comprehend the the actual mentality behind watching the film um like Earthlings and then going and 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 eating meat. Um I would like to talk to somebody who's done that and ask them what what's going through their mind. What you know, what were you feeling when you saw the film and try to figure out what what out what we can do with people like that. How can we reach people like that? I'm trying to learn how to reach as many people as I can and it's not easy. And um I am no expert so I am really really trying to figure this stuff out. I think the film Earthlings is a good tool. My favorite films to show people, my absolute favorite films to show people is Gary Francione's video Introduction to Animal Rights. I reason uh, the reason I like it is because it appeals to the sense of justice. So it appeals to a person's sense of justice and a logical sense of morality rather than just um showing um you know these horrific images over and over without any real baseline. Um some people they they might get hung up on the treatment and they might watch Earthlings and go and try and buy quote unquote free range or happy meat. Well, they forget that the slaughterhouse is the same for every individual animal. The slaughterhouse never changes. Never changes. I I'm very glad that they made the film as a feature length film. It's very well made. It's narrated. It's it's a, an incredible tool. Um I just when I if if I ever get the opportunity to give the film to somebody, I'm going to really talk to them about veganism um and to, and use it to say why I'm a vegan. This is, and just say look, when you see these things, try to look at these animals as individuals and see what's going on. Open your mind to the concept of why why we should go vegan and watch the film and maybe that will help them to digest it a little more i don't know uh, we'll see as time goes by how effective it is and and also though do, some people do watch the film and immediately go vegan so i think it's better to give the film than not every time if you have the chance give the film than to give the film than not because it's a very very good tool um don't get your hopes up that the person is immediately going to go vegan um because it doesn't always work but um i still think it's a very useful film to give to people it's it's a an hour and a half of truth and um it's real video footage and it's it's there's no um veils or secrecy um and um everybody who made the film is is vegan and everybody who supports the film is vegan um i think that they need to realize though that a lot of people um aren't vegan and um we want them to go vegan so the film is should be used as a tool towards veganism specifically and um and we should not um get hung up on um trying to uh talk to people about eating happy meat all right Thanks for allowing me to be on your show again, Jordan. And um thank you very much for doing a show on Earthlings. Bye. I'd like to thank Elizabeth for taking the time to add to this episode. It's taken me long enough to make this episode, but it's finally done. You can find Elizabeth on iTunes by searching NZ Vegan or at nzvegan.podcast.blogspot.com as well as NZ Vegan Podcast on Twitter. Thank you for listening. My outro is a Seinfeld clip. You can find the script for this episode as well as downloads of every episode of Jay Won't Dart's podcast at jwontdart.blogspot.com. If you want to contact me, even just to say you listened, send an email to jwontdart@gmail.com. jwontdart@gmail.com. I'd appreciate it.
Have a super happy day. Bye. Dear son, happy Festivus. It's Festivus. It's nothing. It's not. When George was growing up, his father hated all the commercial and religious aspects of Christmas, so he made up his own holiday. Oh, and another piece of the puzzle falls into place. All right. And instead of a tree, didn't your father put up an aluminum pole? Uh, I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? Just tell me everything. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one I had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. <laughs> and at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a treat? No, instead there's a pole. It requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. <laughs> right, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. Oh, Frank. Well, wait. Well, happy Festivus. What is that? Is that the pole? George, Festivus is your heritage. It's part of who you are. That's why I hate it. It's a big dinner Tuesday night at Frank's house. Everyone's invited. George, you're forgetting how much Festivus has meant to us all. I brought one of the cassette tapes. Read that book. I can't read it. I need my glasses. You don't need glasses. You just wait. You wait. Leave him alone. All right, George. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. Oh, girl. There they are. Don't fight the strength. I'm Festivus. We had some good times. We had some algae on the 20 G's. That's the gold. It's made from aluminum. Very high strength to weight ratio. I find your belief system fascinating. Hey! Happy Festivus, everyone! Welcome, newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now... You're going to hear about it. You, Kroger. My son tells me your company stinks. Oh, God. What? I'll get yours in a minute. Kroger. You couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I lost my train of thought. Jerry. Gwen. How did you know I was here? Grammar told me. Another Festivus miracle. I guess this is the ugly girl I've been hearing about. Hey, I was in a schwitz for six hours. Give me a break. Gwen. Gwen, wait. Woo! Ah! lighting up a porch. Hey, how did my horse do? He had to be shot. Now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. The defeats of strength.
this year, the honor goes to Mr. Kramer. Oh, gee, Frank, I'm sorry. I gotta go. I have to work a double shift at H&H. &H. I thought you were on strike. Well, I caved. I mean, I really had to use their bathroom. Frank, no offense, but this holiday's a little... out there. Kramer, you, you can't go. Who's gonna do the feats of strength? How about George? Good thinking, Cougar. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Please, somebody stop this. Let's rumble! <laughs> I can't take it, Georgie. Come on, be sensible. Stop crying and fight your father. Ow!